this one into the night. Jimmy Rollins is going to turn for three. Here he comes. In the air, down the right field line. Way back there. On an RBI hit by Mitchie Poole. Here's the throw to the plate. It's in the air. He is. The O2 pitch. Look at the Stuck him out. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Phillies Nation podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Heller, coming at you. You're probably listening to this just one day before opening day. Uh, it's been a long offseason. It's been a long spring training, but, you know, baseball's back. Uh, nothing's more exciting than this, in my opinion. Um, and I'm joined by two very special guests this week. I am joined by Destiny Legardo of Phillies Nation, and I am also joined by Ray Dunn of the Ring It Challenge. Um, I'll start with you, Ray, uh, because, you know, we had you on. I think the first time we had you on was before last season to talk about Ring It. And now it's a new season. Uh, some people might not really know exactly what Ring It is. So um, could you just, I guess, talk a little bit about it, give anyone who doesn't know yeah. um, an idea? Yeah, absolutely. It's a new season. So you're not going to have the sprint of last season for all of you who were in Ring It last year. Uh, you might get fatigued midway through June picking one person a homer every day and you're gonna have to stick with it but for who doesn't who don't know anything about ring it uh it's a little fun contest i run on twitter basically every day you pick someone a home uh to homer there's a point value assigned to them and i gotta be honest i've slacked a little bit that uh is going to be done after the recording of this podcast so i'll be getting that all ready to go it's a google form i tweet out every day with some corny caption and uh count out uh, how many points you get at the end of the season. You pick every day. And then uh, the winner of it, which last year, Johnny, uh, you were so amazing at. You were able That's to right. Yeah. The, the data science guy able to win. I'm shocked. Uh, figured out the numbers to, to win it. Uh, you go to a Phillies game. I buy two tickets. And that's my kind of niche little area on Phillies Twitter. So there you go. Yeah, everyone, check it out. Follow Ray at RayDunnBTB on Twitter. Um, it's super fun. Um, yeah, so Destiny, uh, you know, I'll throw it to you. What Are, are you excited? Wait, for I have a question like, about Ring okay, It before we start. It. So Wait. if you win this year, you get tickets for 2022. Is that correct? correct? Or is there a point where you're going to stop and just say, this is the winner and we go to a game in September? Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's all the way through the season. All the way through. The okay. We, and we, Johnny, he should at least, if he's going to promote this, share a little bit of his strategy to get to the top. Um, sure. I don't, I, when I did it and for the most part, I did it remember every single day, which really cost me, but I kind of just went with my gut. I'm more of a, a feel. I, I'm not really into analytics like Johnny is. So my decision-making is kind of not based in science. So, and that kind of showed in my performance. So Johnny, what was, what went into your process? Um, honestly, like the strat, my strategy is, uh, I think Segura was three points and Gregorius was two points, if I remember correctly. And I picked those two guys the most because um, Bryce Harper was one point. I think JT Real Muto was also one point. And um, I think at that point he dropped himself to one. Yeah. yeah and, and Hoskins was also, he might, he was also one point after the whole, you know, after he finally homered for the first time. So if you think about it, like, Didi Gregorius homers more than half the amount of times that any of the guys worth one point do, do. So like he's better value. Same with Gene Segura. He homers more than, you know, one third of the amount of those guys. So it's just better value. Um, pick those guys. Don't, don't like pick Andrew Knapp 
four points. Um, I don't think big, big, big Andrew Knapp picker. I think he's the only one that picks him. Like Ty, Ty picked him every time, and then and then forgot to to pick him (laughs) the day that Degrom gave a homer up off him, which is you know pretty pretty great. And um, yeah, Ty's not here to defend himself. Sorry, Ty, if you're listening back, but had to had to bring it up. Um, This is kind of his punishment. Yeah. He yeah, can't exactly. defend himself exactly. when he's not on here. That's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get into, like, our, our general predictions for this season because there's nothing more fun than making predictions in late March and then listening back in early November and <laughs> thinking about how uh, dumb some of the stuff we thought was going to happen was. But um, before we do that, there are just, like, two or three quick roster things to touch on. Um, I think the biggest – well – all right, there are two pretty significant ones. We'll start with the first one. Jojo Romero uh, not starting the season in the majors. I was surprised. It was like two days after they um, they released Tony Watson. Uh, so it, it appeared like Romero was a lock, but he did not make the team. So Jose Alvarado is the only lefty on the team. And um, I think, I guess David Hale really gets that spot that we thought Romero was going to get. So Destiny, what was your first reaction? And, and what do you think the, the game plan is here with Romero? I was shocked because I like you kind of thought Jojo was a lock to make this roster. If they're facing the Mets and Braves 13 times, you do not want one left-hander. And I don't really care if you have a bunch of right-handers who, you know, are very good at getting left-handers out. You kind of, it's not really a good spot to be in. And it's kind of strange because predicting this roster, we kind of thought that David Hale was an obvious cut spot, but they really like his ability to give length out of the bullpen. And they're pretty concerned that, you know, if you only have one uh, one long reliever, then you're kind of in trouble this year. So, but I, I do think Jojo Romero will be up soon. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll piggyback off that. That's exactly where I kind of ran in the situation. David Hale kind of makes this team just because uh, I don't think they're going to be really willing to stretch out pitchers early on in this season uh, beyond anything um, short of, you know, like, six innings i honestly think we're gonna have the early season you know good pitching performance from either nola or wheeler where they get pulled after five or six and the fan base erupts i'm waiting for it i think it's going to happen uh because they're just not going to let that happen and i think that's why you've got Hale, why Vinny v stick sticks around and jojo ends up in the minors and he'll be back he'll be back i'm, I'm very certain of that yeah yeah i, I agree with, with what both of you said it was just surprising um you know I think some, some people thought that Alvarado might close. This means he definitely won't. Um, but there are, there are just heading into these first two series against the Mets and the Braves. Um, as others have noted, they have a lot of lethal lefty hitters. And when you only have one lefty reliever, it kind of makes, hard, makes it hard to, to play matchups. Um, so it, it was, I guess, an, an eye, eyebrow raiser. But uh, like you guys said, I, I think Romero will be up before we know it. Um, and the other significant roster move was Scott Kingery being optioned to Lehigh Valley to uh, start the season. Um, like heading into spring training, I, I thought all he had to do was like play pretty well and, or, or, you know, like have like a 700 OPS and he would at least be a platoon guy in center field. I think he's the, the best defensive center fielder on the team. Um, and he, he was just really bad. And, and it, it was kind of a continuation of, 2020, which 2020 was a continuation of the last two months of 2019. Um, and, and really, since he's been in the majors, the only outlier has been those that first half of 2019 when he was 
the best, maybe the best hitter on the team for, for a short while. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Ray, what was your take? Uh, do you think they made the right decision? And, and what do you see for, for Tingery's future? I think they made the right decision. I really don't think he's been a good hitter in his time. In the, like, obviously he had that stretch, but even in that stretch, if you like look at um, how he was hitting the ball, like it was unsustainable what he was putting, putting forth early in that 2019 season. So he, he really hasn't proven that he could be a consistent, reliable big league hitter. And he's got to get that fixed. And it, go, it comes back to approach. It comes back to um, really what he's trying to do with the ball. He's, he's actively tanking himself by trying to hit the ball out of the park every single time. That's not the type of hitter he's going to be to be successful in the major leagues. And I think that's got to be fixed against pitching that isn't major league pitching. And it has to be fixed. You know, if this Phillies team wasn't expected to at least, you know, fight for the division, fight for a wild card spot, all right, maybe you, you let him iron it out. But this is not a team where he can just hang around for a month and a half and see if he can stick it. He, he's got to go down. And I think they made absolutely the correct decision. You can't let the contract dictate, you know, where he plays. Yeah, and that contract isn't too bad. I mean, it's $4 million right now. It'll get worse every year if Kingery doesn't improve, but it, it's not going to destroy the team perhaps. But yeah, if you told me that Kingery was going to be in the minor leagues at this point, I would be absolutely floored because it really felt like the team wanted him to win that spot. And he was working on swing adjustments. And whenever you're doing that and trying to fight, trying to beat major league pitching and trying to win a spot on the roster, it's just not going to work out for you. So I think this is a good reset for Kingery. This is probably one of the only opportunities he will have to kind of relax and kind of stay away from the cameras because everyone just right now is kind of like who messed up Kingery what's going on with him there's a lot of pressure on him so this is a good way to kind of seclude himself work on his swing Dave Dombrowski mentioned earlier today that Jason Ochart uh I don't know if I should say friend of Phillies Nation but um he's going to be the main guy working with Kingery down there and that's a really great thing to hear so and you never know Kingery might be up relatively soon if there's injuries down there they might have to force their hand and bring him back up and just see what he could do but for now it works I I don't know about the decision to to bring Ronald Torres back on the roster but it's kind of a it's a product of just Kingery struggling so badly yeah I, I mean I think it really comes down to like they still see potential for Kingery and and um if they just let him ride the bench then he's not gonna like that's not gonna fix him um I agree. Like that contract, people are complaining about that contract on, on Twitter and, and on Facebook. It like, it was a good contract for both sides. Uh, like the word, the they're paying, you know, what, what's the, what are they paying in his sixth year? Like 8 million, 8 million. So it's, it's really, it, that's nothing, um, you know, for the top position playing player prospect in the organization who was coming off of a, a great year. Maybe they jumped the gun a little bit on, you know, bringing him up then and, and giving him that contract then. But I don't think like him, him like this right now is the worst case scenario for that contract. And it's just like, it's not that bad. Um, see, and, and that it becomes worse if like, we can't treat the Phillies as if this is a small market team, like being upset about them paying $8 million to Scott Kingery in two years should not be an upsetting thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what are we what are we doing here there are other things you know yeah like, this isn't like the chris davis contract yeah so. ex exactly yeah 
And exactly. if they wanted to trade him, that could still be a possibility. They could take on like half the money. And if, if could, that's like the last year and it's $4 million and the other team's paying $4 yeah. million, it's nothing. Yeah, and I, I you know, I, I still think there's a little bit of potential there just based on how good he was um, in college and in the minors and, and, and during that short time in, in 2019. And also because of his, he can, he's a plus player at, at multiple positions. And so he doesn't have to, you know, tear it up. He just has to be a competent hitter and, and he's a valuable player. So um, I, I still think that contract could turn out to be, be, you know, a smart decision. I mean, it was a smart decision no matter what, but like, you know, look like a real value. Um, one last thing before we get into, uh, you know, the fun stuff. Um, the, the Phillies made their decision in center field. Um, it's going to be a platoon with Adam Hazley and Roman Quinn. Odubel Herrera did not make the team. Um, so, you know, Destiny, I'll start with you. Like, how do you think this plays out, I guess, moving forward? Um, yeah, the center field conversation is kind of just beginning. And it's really awful for me to kind of think about that just because it was so nauseating to follow kind of started back in December when people hinted that Odubel Herrera might be getting another chance. But this instant that either Adam Hazley or Roman Quinn don't look good, which that could be the first series people are going to be calling Odubel Herrera's name and he'll be back in Lehigh Valley. And there always existed the possibility of the Phillies thinking that Odubel Herrera needs more at-bats before he comes up to the big league club and contributes as their starting center fielder. So that's what they went um, with that Odubel Herrera is probably not ready to be a starter every day. So they're going to get him some at-bats and, I really don't know if Hazley will be the everyday center fielder. Joe Girardi really doesn't like putting Hazley against left-handed pitching. So I doubt he'll be the opening day starter. He really I, I think doesn't. He really doesn't. I've, I've never seen a player like, I don't know. He's as he ever, how many plate appearances does he have in the major leagues against left-handed pitchers? Like a handful, at least I last I know that year. he only had two starts last year against left-handed pitching. I don't think that'll change this year. I don't see him having a change of heart with Adam Hazley. He, it's kind of more of a Joe Girardi has to see it to believe it. If if baseball reference is correct, I think it was 10 at-bats last season against left. Yes, I'm also looking at that page. Yep, 10. Um, and to get into center field, um, I think there was a, a quick, like, eruption of, like, the like where the Phillies land on this and I think honestly when they say it was a baseball decision I think that's honestly like the truth in, in the way it played out because ob objectively speaking Adam Hazley has been the better baseball player for the better part of the last two years um obviously Odubel's been out of baseball for the better part of the last two years but the last two years of Odubel in the major leagues was not a good hitter uh after the on-base streak ended he was not a very good baseball player. Uh, he did not offer much to the team. And that's just the end all be all of it. They, they well, and there's a whole conversation we had, and I had this conversation with uh, Dan Wilson like a month ago about my feelings. And I, I don't know if we want to go down that path, but where, where I stand is, is like watching this Phillies team and what, seeing what they did. I think they, they chose simply the better baseball player in this instance. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think they were willing to give Ferrer a shot and they still 
are, um, you know, if he, if he plays well or, or, you know, Hazley or, and Quinn um, underperform, but he like, like, like Ray, like you said, he, he has not been good uh, yep. in a long time. He's been out of baseball for a season and a half since he was, you know, one of the worst qualified players in the game. And like, I know he, he ran into four home runs this spring, but other than that, like his at bats looked awful. He was swinging at everything. Like he, he did not have a chance and, you know, like he didn't do anything to, to, to change that conversation of, of whether he, he earned it from a baseball standpoint. So yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see, especially with Kingery too, uh, you know, how, how this all uh, shakes out, but it's definitely, I guess the, the most, um, I don't know, fragile position. Like we don't really know who's going to be playing there and, you know, a month from now. Um, but yeah, enough on that. Enough on you know the Phillies. Let's talk about baseball. <laughs> let's 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 talk about this season. Um, I think we should start just like a general you know playoff picture stuff. World Series. Like who's going to be good? Are there going to be any surprise teams? Any of that? So um, Ray, I'll, I'll let you start. Like like you can give your whole playoff picture. You can just you know name your division winners, whatever you want. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I got a lot of power right off the bat here. That's right. Um, that's right. All right. Let's see. Where do I want to start? I think I'll start out in the AL East because uh, that's for me, that's an easy winner pick. But I really love the young, the young Blue Jays team. Like I really I'm really all in. I, I don't know if it's more of a rooting interest or more of a rooted uh, belief, but I really I really think that they are going to be. Uh, one of the wild card spots out there in the AL. I just believe that that much in the young group they've got going on. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about the AL East. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the Yankees are are shooing, um, kind of like you alluded to. I I want to say that the Rays are going to be bad and they're only going to win like eighty games, and but they're still. I mean, they, it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter if they you know trade Blake Snell. It doesn't matter like. They're, they just are always good, um, and I don't really expect that to change. I think the Yankees win the division, and I think both the Rays and the Blue Jays stay competitive for a while. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know about wild card spots. I'm not sure. It'd be cool if the Blue Jays won the AL East, That'd but they're already awesome. decimated by injury, so I really don't know. Um, I hope the Rays have a terrible season. They really should have yeah. oh spent a lot of money, but they're going to somehow find a way to be in second place. I don't know if that's enough for a wild card, but the Yankees are the team to beat in the AL East. Um, the Red Sox are a non-factor. It'll be yeah. it's really sad because what about I, the Orioles. Oh, I was just about to talk about the Orioles. I was watching a highlight from their playoff run a few years ago, and I really love the way Camden Yards gets during one of those series it's kind of a shame because if the Orioles were kind of good and had a chance to make the playoffs like this is this might be kind of a time where they could sneak in but they're awful so they're a non-factor but they're probably going to beat the Phillies when the Phillies need to make the playoffs in the last couple weeks of the season do so, they play do they play yeah, in the they, last home? they play the that's, Orioles in the last homestand I mean that's that's a disaster waiting to happen exactly <laughs> Nola's given up two home runs <laughs> I can already see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The AL Central, I'll start here. Um, 
I think the White Sox are probably people like the Twins. Listen, the Twins rotation, like it's not good. I don't think it's good. Uh, the White Sox did the the White Sox had I think an opportunity this winter to do what the Padres did, and just like go out and just get as many guys as possible because the, the, their farm systems I think still pretty good and and I, I know they got Lance Lynn but they could have gotten more but um, that lineup is stacked and I like the the top of the rotation with Gilito and Lynn um, and Keuchel well Keuchel's fine but um, yeah I, I think they're the best team. I can't argue the pitching. I can't argue the pitching there. I, I love, for the long term, I like the White Sox there. I mean, Tony La Russa. That's, I mean, what is it? Well, that's a disaster, but that's, <laughs> that's another. Right. But the, that's one of those things where I watch, I like, I think about how Rocky it's gotten off to a start and I see a chance for a team that just can go through absolute, you know, uncertainty through an entire season. And it makes me uncertain, but I don't, love the twins for pretty much the rotation like you lined out so i lean white Sox, but i'm let's just say if i was a gambling man i would not be touching this division oh i don't know um i don't like the idea of tony la Russa managing like 162 games it's uh... <laughs> i don't but think I... anyone does i don't think yeah. anyone other than Jerry Reinsdorf is okay with Tony Larusa being the manager of the White Sox. Yeah, just for ethical reasons, like um, him getting, I don't know if he got arrested, but um, the DUI. drunk driving, but yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, baseball, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the Twins could could shock the world. I don't know yeah. about shock the world. They'll just get in the playoffs and then not do anything again. I mean, that poor Twins fan base. That must be the yeah. must be the most brutal thing. But I do think, I think we have to. This might sound ridiculous. I think we still have to include the Cleveland Indians into this conversation. Um, they're worse than they were last year, um, but they still. I mean, talk about a pitching factory. They have a couple young guys. I like Logan Allen to have a big year this year. Um, Obviously, they have Shane Bieber. I like Aaron Savali. Aaron Savali's throwing a forkball now. Like, come on. No one's thrown a forkball in, like, 10 years. Let's go. Uh, he's winning the Cy Young. Not actually, but I, I'm in a, like, I think Cleveland could be – they could hang around. I'll say they that. They have Cesar. And they do have – they have Cesar Hernandez. They have the best player in the American League, uh, Jose Ramirez. Uh, so – I don't know. Do yeah. you guys have any thoughts? You're talking into Cleveland? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's let's go to the AL West. Destiny is is Mike Trout making the playoffs this year? No. Look, I don't even know who's good in the AL West. Uh, I mean, it's like I think the Astros probably win the division, but even like they're not even that good. I know. Um, that's such a boring division or I'm just forgetting yeah. the team. I mean, the athletics, it. the athletics had a good year last year, but yeah, I feel like no one ever thinks they're going to be good, especially the last few seasons they've, they've hung around, but they're somehow in the playoff. So yeah. I would say the A's would win the division. Yeah. Put me down for the angels. Let's get wild. Let's okay. All right. So you know what? Otani has done literally everything. He's training. I, I don't trust the health, but I'm going to roll with it anyways. 
I, I, I'm all in. Yeah, he he has not pitched very well uh, this this spring. Like, I mean, who cares? As long as he's healthy, I think he was hurt yesterday, but it ended up being a blister or something. So scared me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Angels. Why not? Give the other LA teams love. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I think I'm with that. I don't. Th- none of those teams really impress me. I do think, thinking back, I do think the Rays and and Blue Jays make the playoffs as the two wildcard teams. Like these, the, the Central and West, the West especially, are not impressive divisions. Well, so. it's, I mean, it's the landscape of baseball. You have the, a couple of impressive teams, yeah, a couple of teams that are trying to be impressive, and then everyone else. Yeah, some. I have the White Sox and Blue Jays going with my prediction as the two wild card teams. Okay, so you have the Twins, the division. Twins, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Let's let's we'll <laughs> save we'll save the NL East for last because we can you know make that into some some Phillies talk too. So we'll go to the NL West. Um, I'll start here. It's San Diego's year. What can I say? That team that team is stacked. They're winning at least a hundred games. I don't see any way in which they don't. I don't no. know. I don't. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Destiny. Tell them why he's wrong. Yeah, the the Dodgers are loaded. I well, I think San Diego is a lock to get the home playoff for the wild card, but the Dodgers are winning that division. Um, that that rotation stack, especially when you add Trevor Bauer, who. You know, could you know be who, really bad this year, but you know who else has a stacked rotation? The San Diego Padres. They they do, they do. They also have the coolest left side of the infield in baseball history. Um, I mean, I don't know what more you want. No, I mean, they have, I, the, they have the best catcher in baseball. Wow, <laughs> hot take. Now nah, you were so so destiny in in twenty nineteen. Was like the Phillies should should like thinking about going after Austin Nola, and I remember thinking absolutely not. He's not good. He was good for like a month, um, but and that was he, when he was a, like a super utility infielder. Yeah. Somehow he just converted into, into one of the best el- catchers yeah, in the game. Yeah, an elite like defensive catcher who can also hit. I I don't know how it happened. Like how is it? How is a guy not good in the minors for like eight years, and then he gets called up to the majors and becomes really good. I don't know. It kind of makes you think of all the minor league players who just somehow get stuck down there and are never given an opportunity right. and kind of Austin kind of stuck with it and he's where he is now. So it, it's kind of a shame to think of it that way, but Austin is a success story. Yeah. yeah that one kind of hits me in the feels now. I'm trying to think oh. of that I saw at Reading that just never made it up. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it's, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, are any of the other teams in the in that division even worth talking about? I mean, the the Rockies, are they gonna win sixty games this year? No, well, that organi- that organization is just complete. Oh, I mean the, the stuff about the stuff about having front office people do like stuff in the clubhouse and, and all. To be fair, I feel like that has happened more in baseball than, than people we, than would like think. to know. Yeah, you know how in. Phillies broadcast they would say like someone from the front office is sitting and being like the the ball person or whatnot it might be like something kind of not as egregious as being a clubby for six hours after working at a whole eight hour day but that probably happened a little bit more it just kind of got exposed because the Rockies are a disaster are a disaster yeah. yeah yeah 
Probably. I, I want to just shout out the Giants while we have the opportunity. To... Gabe Kapler's Giants. Yes, Gabe Kapler's Giants. Jake McGee is going to be uh, an elite closer with Gabe Kapler managing that bullpen. Get ready. I'm, wow. I'm all in. Listen, Gabe, Gabe Kapler was, was this close to, to managing that team to a, a wild card. I will last see Gabe Kapler on April 21st. Let's do it. Let's roll. Yeah. Wow. Is that, that, that's when they're coming. Right. I forgot. It's early. Wow. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah. Seriously. People forget the, him getting booed <laughs> the first game in Philadelphia. That's, that's some elite, elite stuff right there. But how um, many innings before they get booed this year? We'll, we'll That's get a good over-under, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, NL Central, another really boring division. Uh, I don't know. I think Milwaukee's pitching staff, at least at the top, is pretty good. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, uh, their bullpen's also elite. So maybe they, they pitch their way to a – I mean, they also have Christian Yelich, obviously. Um, I think it's probably them or the Cardinals I'll or the Cubs. <laughs> I'll take the Brewers. I yeah. think, think the pitching gets them over the top. Um, I also don't like, yeah, Cardinals were really bad offense. Now they got Arenado. Like, that's not just like an ultimate, like, easy fix. Like, I think that they need to do a little bit more. Um, I, I'll be interested to see whether or not the winner of this division wins uh, 10 less games than the Padres do in second place in the West, because this division is just going to be that much worse than the, than the West. Yeah, I would bet. I would bet that there are three teams that don't win a division. At least three teams that don't win a division that have a better record than the winner of the of the Central. But yeah, um, I don't know. The Cardinals are going to be missing out on Brad Miller in the middle of the lineup. I don't know. That might be a big loss. Is but... replacing Brad Miller in the lineup with Nolan Arenado even an upgrade? <laughs> we debate. <laughs> Read my column. Uh, uh, but, yeah, not... they're probably going to win the division. I. It's kind of strange because when we looked at that whole offseason, we were like, the Central is just not going to spend a lot of money this season. But, I mean, the Brewers and Cardinals improved a lot, and – Probably one of the like I think both of those teams might make the playoffs. They might not come in my prediction, but that's that's what's probably going to happen. Just because you know the the Reds didn't get much better, the Cubs are in a meh place, and then the Pirates are just a a, a dumpster fire. So yeah, I, my pick is probably the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to say Brewers too, like like right. But all right, the NL East. Uh, I, I'll, I'll let Destiny, you can start. You can start here. Somebody has to explain to me why the Braves are so much better than all the other teams. I don't see it. I know they have a lot of good pitching depth, but their rotation just isn't as good as some of the other ones that are in the division. A lot of their players overperformed. They're losing a lot of high leverage relievers. I know what kind of makes the Braves a really good team is that just somehow everybody overperforms, but and that kind of it really helps in a 60 game season when in that small sample size you can take an overperformer and kind of go all the way with them but um and there's a line of thinking that if they win the division three times then they're the team to beat but are they really that good 
Tell me, Johnny. I <laughs> I think they I think they are that good. If they if they didn't bring back Ozuna, like I might think that they that like that that would be huge if, if they if they failed to bring back him and and replace him and or replace him in the lineup, but they brought him back. Their their bullpen's not gonna be as good. Um I I guess I'm not like as high on the Braves as some people. Like I don't know if Ian Anderson is actually that good. I think I think the best pitcher in that in that rotation is is Freed. I I guess everyone probably thinks that. Like I don't I don't even think Soroka pre-injury was that good. Um that felt like a guy who overperformed. Uh mm-hmm. but their their lineup is still ridiculous. They have um, you know, obviously Acuna and Freeman and and Ozuna and and the best catcher in the division, Travis Darno. Um so excuse you. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that, not not really, but maybe the best offensive catcher in the division. Unironically, I would be willing to say that. Um, so yeah, they're they're just better, I, I think, than than the other teams in the division. I don't have Ray. I don't have them as the favorite. I don't. I don't think they're the favorite. I think. Uh, I think Uncle Steve up up north. Oh uh, come on, make them the favorite. Um, and I get it. I, I liked, I think it was you, Destiny, that, that you knew, quote Twitter, um, about the Braves not being that much better than the Phillies. And Yeah, I, I pretty I, much repeated everything I, I tweeted. Yeah, no, I saw the support. Yeah, something like that. I had like a little moment last, last night, I think it was, where I saw that tweet and I, I really sat and reflected for a good 15 minutes on, on the thought of it. And honestly, I don't, I don't love this Braves team as much as I, I did. You know, I think that they, I still think they're a 90 win team. Still think they're a playoff team, but I don't see them as the division winner. Yeah. I mean, I think they're the division winner. Um, and we can, we can just like, I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't, I'm not as high on them as, as I guess other people might be. And I don't think the gap between them and the Phillies is that big, but um, I don't know. They're they, like, maybe it is part of part of the reason i'm saying this is they, they've won the division three times in a row but also like doesn't that matter like they've been winning and there hasn't been a whole lot of roster turnover um the rotation's just gotten better you know they have um number you know who ty dobber called a number two through smiley um so i was cracking up at that that was a <laughs> conversation we had about that. yeah it was great um but let's talk about the mets listen the Mets on paper are they're good. They could have, they should have, they could have and should have done more this offseason. Uh, they didn't do as much as like obviously they traded for Lindor, they signed McCann, get Carrasco, whatever. They could have done more. Um, not extending Lindor, it just feels like a bad vibes team. I don't know. It's the Mets. I can't I can't look at them on paper and just say just because they're good on paper, like they're gonna win a ton. I don't know. These it feels the- like it's going to fall apart. <laughs> now your parents' Mets. That's all I'm going to say. They're not. This is a very, very talented team. And they, they, did a not, they might not have done enough in your eyes, but they did a lot. And this is, this is a really talented roster and an organization that has a lot of looking in the mirror to do. But I think I'm hopeful that they are – well, not hopeful. I guess I should say hopeful. 
But in the grand scheme of baseball, you're hoping that they are able to get their organization on the right path. Yeah. And um, I think that the, what they've done to put a product out in the field this season is going to be very good. See, with the, the Mets, I don't think they did enough to make themselves World Series contenders. They've done enough to win the division and then give themselves a chance to go kind of late in the playoffs. And it's not like it's a failure of an offseason if they didn't get the the top three free agents. They got Francisco Lindor for a trade for absolutely nothing. Absolutely so I nothing. I think that's it. Absolutely nothing, yeah. Listen, Andres Menez, have you watched him play <laughs> against the Phillies? Have you watched him play but against the Phillies? But if you're re- replacing first ballot, him. First ballot Hall of Famer, Andres Menez. That's all I'm saying. If you're replacing him with Lindor, then it's, it's for nothing. Maybe, you know, I think it's a, a horizontal move. Maybe... <laughs> A small downgrade, but <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess yeah. Like for for most of the off season, I was high on the Mets. Last year, heading into the season, I was high on the Mets. The season before, I was high on the Mets. So I think part of that has just gotten to me because I think the lineup it, it was already stacked last year. Uh, I think they are hurt by the fact that there's no DH. Like we'll get into it later. How the Phillies defense is going to hurt them? Like talk about defense hurting them. The Mets defense is going to be awful. Uh, but it might not matter. They might be really good. Um, I definitely see it happening, but I don't know. I, I, I think the Braves are, are, are the favorite, but so where does, where does this leave the Phillies? Ray, I'll start with you. Where, where does it leave the Phillies? Uh, scrounging for third, fighting for third, fighting for third, like with the nationals. Probably. I mean, listen, again, the, the thing is, the, looking at this Phillies team, there is like a ceiling. I, I definitely see a ceiling. And I don't think it is a wild card spot. I really think the ceiling is mid-80s. Like, you get the winning season, but you don't get all the way. And I think they have to have a lot break right. And maybe this is what you were talking about with the Mets, that I just don't believe a lot can break right for this organization. Yeah, I think I would say their ceiling is higher than that. I think because you look at last year, like they, there was so much that went wrong, I guess. And they, I mean, obviously they only won 28 games in a 60 game season. They didn't like finish with a good record, but they also, I mean, the the bullpen blew a quarter of their games, uh, I'm pretty sure they led in more games than the Dodgers. Like, not that that really matters, but they they might not have done a ton, but they improved the roster, I guess, where it needed to be improved. And this is, you know, the first time they're entering with a full season of Alec Bohm, uh, a full season of Connor Brogdon, who I think is going to make an, a big impact. And then you, you add in all the guys. They added Archie Bradley and, and Jose Alvarado, and they didn't lose J.C. Romulo. They didn't lose D.D. Gregorius. I think the lineup has a case to be the best or the second best in the division. Um, I don't know. I want to be wrong. Trust yeah, me. no, I, I believe you. And, and I'm not saying they're going to go out there and win 90 games. I just think that the ceiling is there. And, and Destiny, I'm interested to hear your take on this. Yeah, I'm going to go out and say they could win 90 games. I think their ceiling is winning the division because I truly believe that. Yeah, I, I know. 
I believe that the gap between the Phillies, because everybody kind of separates the Braves and Mets in one tier and then puts the Phillies and Nationals in one tier, which the Phillies are a lot better team than the Nationals. Yeah, and the we Nationals could get are not into good. that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see that Jim Bowden uh, tweeted his NL East prediction and he put, um, he might have put Mets first, but he National put the Nationals second. second. What are we doing? They got Josh <laughs> Bell and Kyle Schwarber. And the rotation is like, gonna fall apart probably i i don't understand the nationals yeah but yeah, keep yeah going. I, I do think yeah the phillies lineup is pretty dangerous i believe the stat is that they lost 21 games in which they let in if you cut that in half what they won 28 games last year 38 wins so their perception could be a lot different um but yeah i just kind of had this feeling that maybe this year is a little bit different i don't that's not very smart or it maybe it's just hopeful thinking, but it, it kind of feels like this team is being a little bit overlooked and the Braves and Mets might be a little bit overrated. The Mets, maybe people are putting too much stock into their off season. People think the Braves are this powerhouse, but I mean, the Phillies have a chance. It wouldn't be surprising at all if the Braves win the division or the Mets win the division and maybe even the Phillies coming in fourth place. It's kind of, It'll be something where I say I should have saw this coming and I would be kicking myself. But I think there's value in being a little bit optimistic with this team. They did a lot of the things that we were pleading them to do at the beginning of the offseason, which is kind of fill the holes in the rotation, resign JT, resign DD. Maybe they should have went after a center fielder, but and they completely revamped the bullpen. The bullpen's going to be a lot better than it was last year. And that was what was bringing that team down. So it's going to come down to whether they stay healthy, whether they avoid injuries with their key players, um, whether their, their depth isn't just a total disaster, which it's in a lot better situation than it is than it was last year. So yeah, don't count out the Phillies at the very least. I think they'll be in it in September. Um, you never we know. know. Could we be... know what happens then. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, I think we're going to know pretty soon. Like, like you're going to you if the Phillies hang tough in April with the Braves, with the Mets and kind of set the tone for a season where they're going to compete. I think you'll know that this team has something has a vibe about that that's going to have a competing. I get it. It's a long season, but the way this schedule set up for them early on, you can't afford the you know, stumble out of the gate. You need the 2019 type of start where they're kind of moving and grooving from the beginning. I strongly disagree with that because they completely swept the Braves in 2019 and they were really hot for two months. And then what happened? Everybody got injured. They didn't have a bullpen. And then well, then that's but but that's a worst case scenario type of deal. That's yeah, but it could happen again because it's the Phillies. And that's <laughs> I mean, what I said the ceilings at 86. In 2019, if you check uh, baseballreference.com, their bullpen actually had the fourth best CRA in baseball in the second half. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, just you know, something, some, something to think about. Yeah, I don't know. They, to me, it feels like they're going to be good. Um, do you guys, do you guys think if, if they are like hovering around with the Braves and Mets in July, does, do we get a Dombrowski move? Like, do we get the move? Does it happen this year? I think so. If they're willing to cut 
And I mean, I know roster space was kind of a factor in this whole decision, but if they're willing to leave a little space under the luxury tax by cutting Tony Watson, I think they're really being conscientious of what space they have left to make a big move. And I think Dombrowski's not going to come here if he can't make something happen at the trade deadline. So why not? I'm, I'm, I think we will get the move. I wow. don't know who, I don't know where, but they're going to be talking. <laughs> they're going to be talking come end of July. Yeah. Chris Sale coming back to, to Dombrowski. You know, he loves, he loves his guys. David Price is starting the season as the Dodgers long reliever, which is kind of insane to think about with this Dodgers rotation. I think he could be a good trade candidate. Yeah. Definitely. Put you way over the luxury tax, which I have a feeling that Dave Dombrowski has the authority to yeah, do if that. they're if they're winning, but like I don't know. Would they go over the luxury tax for David Price? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I would love to see the Nats try to deal Max Scherzer. I don't know how good he'll be this year, but yeah, I, can see I, I really don't see the Nationals being that good I think first I, half. I think Scherzer gets traded. Um, I think the Nationals are going to finish fifth place in the division. Um, wow. Just for what it's worth. Marlins, you know, young pitching is young pitching. They'll, they'll be good. Not good, but they'll win like 75 games. And the Nationals will be worse than that. Um, all right a couple couple more things first of all what's the world series matchup who's winning destiny you go ahead oh okay colin ray all right ray you go ahead <laughs> um all right why not let's let's go padres and yankees let's win. do uh padres win america wins wow that's right wow Oh, this is really boring, but, and I feel like people predict this like every year for the last three years, but like Dodgers. Dodgers, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had half of that because I didn't, I didn't want to go chalk with the Dodgers, but I kind of hate all of, you know, Dodgers, Blue Jays. I changed my mind. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, Lance Lynn wins world series MVP. We'll go white Sox over the Padres. Oh, my word. Yeah. Fernando Tatis World Series. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, That'll be a big storyline. And that's something that, like, writers will (laughs) just keep talking about. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah. MVPs, any – I mean, like, Ty Ty wanted me to say that his AL MVP pick is Shohei Otani, which I think is ridiculous, but I respect it. Yeah, it's Trout. It's Trout. Soto. Soto on the NL side. The yeah, only I, I, he won't is because the team won't play. It's be bad. No, it's going to be Soto. Soto's going to hit like 60 home runs this year. I, I'm all in on Soto winning yeah. MVP. Yeah, Soto and J-Ram. Jose Ramirez, I think. Ooh, like that. Yeah, I'll probably go, I'll probably go Trout too. Uh, it's, it's too – it's – Again, it's too easy for me to throw down trout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Cy Young Award winners, I feel the same way. Like, I think it's DeGrom and Bieber, which is so boring, but I don't know. Like, 
Corbin yeah, who Bra- else is going to win? We could try know. to be like takey, but like Giolito, we- yeah, I guess it's just is like kind of trendy. But... Certain things are inevitable. Yeah. I mean, unless DeGrom gets injured or I don't know. Ready? Corbin Burns wins it. Wow. Because the uh, Brewers go to the playoffs and he has a lot of wins and the writers love it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask is which Phillies All-Stars or which Phillies are All-Stars? I think it's an interesting question because I think there are a lot of ways you could take this. Um, so I'll start. Uh, I think four All-Stars, Aaron Nola, JT Realmuto, Gene Segura, who, I mean, second base, just not strong in the division right now or in the, in the NL right now, and I think he plays well. And my fourth, Connor Brogdon, I think he's going to have – I think Connor Brogdon's going to have an ERA under two this year. I think he's going to be one of the best relievers in the NL. Um, yeah. Connor Brogdon is an interesting take. It's kind of a matter of is Joe Girardi comfortable with him putting him in a high-leverage situations? I think the answer is yes. He did yeah. that last year. So, Although, to be fair, last year <laughs> who else was – Yeah, they, they didn't have anybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had Heath Embry, David Phelps. Uh, yeah, let's not talk about that. It's kind of making my skin crawl a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I think Rumuto is a lock for the All-Star game if he doesn't get hurt, which you never know with kind of the luck that this team has. And if he gets hurt, the last game Andrew was Knapp. a scare. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I do think the path for Segura to reach the All-Star is pretty, I wouldn't say easy, but the position's not really a strength in the National League. I mean, Albies will probably, I would say, is the starter, but he could be a backup. So um, I'd put him in there. I think Harper is going to be an all-star again. I know it's, it's really hard in the outfield to kind of to break. It's kind of loaded, so I, I don't know. But I, Harper has to carry this team if they're going to win. And I keep saying that they're going to win, so I'll, I'll put him in there. Eflin. Eflin will make the all-star. Eflin and not Nola? No, Nola's going to make it too. Okay. I'll take Nola, JT, and Harper. I think Harper makes it. I I think we're in for a Harper year. I have five (laughs) all-stars. I have four. I mean, when's the last time they had – have they even had – I guess they've probably had two recently, but when's the last time they had more than two? Uh, Probably. That's a good question. Probably not for a while. Remember those those Royals, uh, yeah. like the years, <laughs> like the entire infield was just Royals, and the same thing with the Cubs. I'll, I'll tell you this: if Bum's hitting over three hundred in June, which he will be, yeah, it, it, or in late May, mind you, there's going to be a subset of this fan base that spends a solid four hours consecutively just stuffing yeah. the ballot for. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about Alec Bohm. I say there's a better chance of him winning the batting title than batting like below 250. Yes. Like if, if he was batting below 290, I'd be pretty surprised because like his hit profile, he's gonna it's gonna be like he's gonna not gonna slug. I mean, I, I think he hits. This might be low. I think he hits like 15 home runs this year and like 50 doubles, but I don't know. Better chance of him hitting like 330 than him hitting 25 home runs. Agreed, 100. percent 
They had five All Stars in 2011 and 2009. Let me guess. Let me oh. guess. 2011. Holiday, Lee. Uh, Otley. I think obvious. Oh, like Otley was not an All. No, Otley Rollins, was injured. Rollins hasn't been an All Star since like 06. Uh, I think obvious. Hamels. Yeah, I think obvious. Yeah, exactly. So you got three of them. Um, one of them is not obvious. Uh, well, that doesn't help me. <laughs> was was it like Victorino one. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't know the fifth one. Polanco. Wow, that that's ridiculous. That's that's not real. <laughs> I I don't believe that happened. Winning cures yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think about that a lot. A lot of people look back at those 2008 to 2011 teams and 2007-2 and kind of think of the players that were role players that weren't very good and kind of prop them up a little bit just because they were on those winning teams. Well, when when we in ten years we have a lull. But also, Polanco is a great player. Don't yeah. get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, he was good. When there's a lull in the Wall of Fame uh, elections soon, I'm sure you're going to see quite a few of those names pop up under surfing. At what point do we stop putting like 08 Philly like people from that run in and then go to like Jonathan Papelbon and Michael Franco? Well, not Franco, but like Cesar Hernandez. Like I don't know, like. And like, you can't put stop. Applebaum on the wall of fame while Harper's still a Philly. I think, I think you have to. Do you risk that? That all I, 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 <laughs> yes, I think it'd be fun. I mean, you uh, have to put him on the wall of fame, though. He does, he is a wall of fame. He's a, objectively a wall of famer. I don't know. Like, do you put he's a clear cut wall of famer? Do you put like it's Ryan? The wall Mattson? of fame is a popularity contest. Do you put Ryan Matson in the wall of fame yes. before? Yeah, I, I guess Matson yeah. was. I mean, Matson was more important than Lidge to that team. The fact that the bridge to Lidge did not make it on the nicknames Little March Madness oh. that going on was an absolute yeah. stop. I've I've let some people know. About yeah, that. <laughs> take that up with Graham. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, enough <laughs> Wall of Fame talk. Uh, do you guys have any last things you want to say? Any last predictions you want to make? Uh, before opening day, just a couple days from now. I'm so happy that baseball's back. That's all I could say. I'm so happy that spring training is over. It was just the worst. It was the worst to cover spring training and ask, well, I didn't really ask questions, but to listen to people ask questions <laughs> to the games that they didn't even watch or didn't even listen to. Yeah. I'll just say that. I'm stoked, baby. Talking about the fightings. Let's go. I have one, one, one take. I am willing to die on the hill that this season, Kutch will be back in a more recognizable form. More recognizable in terms of him, like, running fast again? He will be able to move in the outfield. I can tell you that. Wow. Uh, that's that's, where that's I a hot think, take. I think his hit profile, I, I really do think he will be a much better hitter than what you saw a year yeah. ago. Because yeah. – Left a lot to be desired. Yeah, and he was he was great two years ago. People forget. I guess people don't really forget, but um, he was great until the injuries. It, it'll be interesting to see if he can, like you said, move. Um, but yeah, thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of the Phillies Nation podcast. Thanks to Ray and Destiny for coming on. Um, and you know, next week when you listen to the Phillies Nation podcast, it's going to be actual, real baseball games that matter that are being talked about. I cannot wait. Uh, yeah, baseball. Let's go.